Arsenal Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, we got Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs. We have babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always. My wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Good morning, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Good morning, and it's going to be a good uh, good evening. Serena in prime time. I think this is a Jimmy Connors match, right? I'm looking at U.S. Open updates. I don't think there's anything big going on Except until tonight right now. Uh, Serena, a plus 205, Harry, uh, going against Annette Conctivate, minus 255. She's in the number two seed. This is like the Jimmy Connors match, right? If she turns this around, then forget about it. Then this is all we're going to be talking about for the rest of eternity, I think, right? Yeah, Brian. Brian mentioned yesterday after the show that what bro would you say, Brian? Tickets? You were contemplating going, and tickets were like two hundred and twenty bucks. What we said wouldn't isn't bad because if she does get by Sal, if she does get by the number two seed here and goes on to the third round, how much are tickets going to be for that? Insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I almost feel like I don't know. Do we do we get to see? Should we see Tiger? Should we see? We saw Mayweather. Brother Bry, we we did you, we never saw Serena, though she was on Jimmy Kimmel Live a bunch. You, I think you were in the green room at the same time. Yes, that was, it was as close as you can get. Yeah, yeah, that counts as seeing her. I think <laughs> she's forty five to one to take down the rest of the women uh, on this side. Uh, so that's we'll keep an eye on that for sure. I'll probably have Contivate on a money line parlay with the Braves well, or something stupid. Yeah, I'm I mean sure. it's so yeah. hard though, Sal. Right, the the girl Radicana who won it last year out out yeah. in the first out in the first round. I thought right. I, I thought Osaka looked really good for the first three games, and then she's gone. Lost. It's so it's so hard to figure out. Listen, we we talked about this. There's still some 80, 75 to one uh, women out there who have a decent shot. Bet, bet seven or eight of them, you probably have one or two in the in the elite eight uh, when it comes down to it. But uh, I won't. You guys might have some luck <laughs> with that because there have been some long shots succeeding. Uh, speaking of long shots, well, I don't know these Mets. They dropped one 4-3 to the Dodgers. A winnable game. Still have guys not hitting this Vogelbach and, and McCann now. You know, always. But Parley Kid, you got what you wanted as a Yankee fan. You bet the Mets and they lost. And now you could bitch about them. So let's go. <laughs> let's hear it. They lost to the Dodgers. <laughs> unprecedented I've, loss to the best I've team in five baseball. Five straight losses in two weeks <laughs> with the Mets. It's unbelievable. My streak continues. Yeah. Um you know, I think I'm 0-9 in my last nine EP picks. I feel Ooh-hoo-hoo. like I, uh, you know, wow. around this time last year is when Harry was finishing that 13-71 and 71 streak he was on. I think it might have been, been worse. worse. It might have been worse. Was it 13-81, and 81, Brian? Something I like what that. It was. Something like that. And, and it was the <laughs> baseball, right, Harry? Well, the well, baseball. It was the baseball. It's literally just, um, I, I've just lost so many games like this last night. The Mets... Uh, so they, they blew it in the first inning they had, a, they had Heaney on the ropes yeah. first, first and third, and third nobody yeah. out um, getting fatter by the day Peter Alonso comes up <laughs> oh, um, come on. Uh, has a terrible at bat like Heaney's just blowing the ball by him I think mm. he's, he's getting a little too heavy to get that bat around uh, Alonso <laughs> he was 8 for 20 before lately. yesterday come on <laughs> um, then Lindor on first and third Attempts to steal. There's no double steal on. You got Marte at third. Is not even looking to come home. Lindor right. gets thrown out by 30 feet at second base. Like, this terrible baseball. 
Showalter's shaking his head in this dugout like, what, what's going on? And then uh, Ruff, who's batting fifth. I mean, this Mets lineup, which is supposed to be good as uh, uh, Ruff batting fifth. Uh, that's well, not it's a, weird. That's, they had their, their one through four. They they one through four. Um, Nemo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo. They've played that 89 times this year. And that's the most ever for a Mets one through four ever. Um, wow. And and they've abandoned it the, like the last few days. It's weird what's going on, but yeah, I know what you said. The after four, yeah. Well, uh, gets the bottom line is if yeah. Ruff is hitting fifth and Lindor hasn't gotten a hit in uh you know a month, right. um, mm-hmm. the lineup's going to struggle. Uh, they're not getting much from their catching position, etc. And on top of that, it's hard to win. It's amazing that they only lost four to three when your pitchers walk eight guys and hit a guy with the bases loaded whose name is Joey Gallo who can't hit. So <laughs> you, you put nine men on base against a really good team and you lost yeah. four to three, four to three. Yeah. So it should, should have been, been worse. You should. Yeah. It was a bad, bad loss worse, for you. Should have been worse. Should have yeah. been worse. I, I, I hope we see that. I hope we see that series though in the playoffs though. I don't know what I, I'm rooting Mets for. Cause I look at the relaxed. standings. They're too relaxed. They're like, ah, we lost to the Dodgers. We're not this too what I'm we're, telling you. You know what? We're it's, exhausted from rooting at Yankee Stadium. We showed up in droves I, I, like 70, 30 Mets fans. Right. We're exhausted from last week. Yeah. I, I look, yeah. I, I know. I, I don't know who I want to go against. I look at that. If they blow the lead to the Braves, I don't want to play the Phillies in best of three, you know, best of, I don't want to play the Padres. Same kind of thing. That's probably what it would be. But um, I also definitely don't want to play the Dodgers or the Cardinals. So it's rough uh, going forward. But anyway, we got a month left. This is the last day of August. Where the hell did August go? The last day your Yankees pulled out and win. Finally, finally against the Angels, they win. <laughs> yeah. Judge with 51 now. My God. Carried by Judge again. Again. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, 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 I should have been more on top of this. And Brother Bry will know. Right. Uh, because I, I, by the time I put on the game, he was out of the game, and I really wasn't. It was more like background noise for me last night, except for when Judge was up. Tyone, did he get hurt, Brian? Is he is he yeah, be, well, is he out now? Uh, he just he got a ball back hit at him, so I think it's fine. Okay. It's probably just like a bruise. He got hit on the arm with the ball. Yeah, it's well, a, it's too much for these baseball players to handle <laughs> when they get hit or something like that. That's it. Uh, yeah, you know, you laugh, but the the boys are heading now. Mikey Meatballs, Eddie Spaghetti, Babyface, they're heading to Anaheim tonight to watch the conclusion of that series. Right? This mm. has got to be this is the last game of the series. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, I don't root for this, but Judge is going to get hurt. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, face. No. That's what's happened. Yeah. You're going to see him get injured and that's going to be that. I mean, he'll hold oh. on to an MVP, whatever, but uh, I'm sorry that you guys have to see, see that Joel. Maybe he's not. Maybe he Michael, Michael, what's, okay. yeah. uh, what's the Yankee, what's the Yankees record when you've been to their games the last couple of times? Cause sh- do I oh, bet yeah. against, do we bet against the Yankees? Do you have a bet as a record as the other uh, parlay kid kids? No, I'm pretty good. Kyle's usually just the curse. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mikey Meatballs had a friend that had, what, how many did he have? 21 in a row? 19 in a row? Games he attended where the Yankees won? It was like 21 or 22 in a row. Yeah. Good Lord. All right. But then he lost to the Reds or something. Yeah. All right. So those guys are heading out and Judge is getting hurt. And that's, uh, that's sad. So (laughs) So, so, probably be more likely to get hurt because the the guy's kind of ripped. You got to be built like fat, like Alonzo. You're less likely to get hurt. I would say. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Right, Harry. 
Tell, That's sorry, true. the game's in uh, Anaheim tonight, so I'm leaving now. It's uh, 8 a.m. here. So. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're driving in. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. We don't really have a... Yeah, we have a big, big meeting uh, today. So, all right. So, let's do this. We've gone over quarterbacks. We've gone over running backs. We're going to hit the wide receivers and tight ends. The uh, odds for... Um, what is it? We're doing most receiving yards. We're doing most receiving touchdowns. We're doing rookie leader in receiving yards. Then we're going to have some miscellaneous props. And then we're going to go into some Thursday a college football action some good games some good games tonight well maybe maybe good games two two should be good games and then some interesting ones that we'll discuss uh we got Pitt West Virginia and uh Penn State at Purdue which is only like a three-point uh spread right there Boilermakers gonna be tough this year I'll tell you that much all right so let's look at this uh well first of all talking about I want Paula can I want the Talking about these quarterbacks, they're really working blue lately. Speaking of that uh, Pitt-West Virginia game, Slovis, who's uh, who was the quarterback of USC last year, says F-West Virginia. He's a quarterback of Pitt this year. F-West Virginia. We heard Baker yesterday say, I'm going to F the Browns up. My God, what is going on with the quarterback? <laughs> Parley kid, you were a quarterback. You didn't drop your first F-bomb until uh, junior year at Dayton, I don't think. What's, what's happening here? Yeah, well, look, I, you know, I lost a lot of games playing quarterback, so um, I couldn't really <laughs> talk trash at all to anybody. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Use not your style, D. Yeah. D. That's not your style. Class it up a little bit, quarterbacks. I mean, you know, right. let your game do the talking. Let your game do the talking. That's it. Yeah. So, all right. So that's what's going on there. Now there was a bunch of cuts. We'll get to hard knocks in a second. Uh, notable cuts. Well, I'm looking at some of these, um, Harry, they got down to 53, right? And, uh, I'm trying to, it really seems like everyone's backup that you've known for years was cut yeah. yesterday, right? Like Davis Webb. I'm trying to think, uh, Blau, uh, both the lions, um, quarterbacks got cut, right? Uh, Blau went this morning, Tim Boyle's gone. Um, I mean, let's talk about hard knocks now. It really, it's, it's just spectacular the way they, they run the music. They're down 19, three, you know, it culminates in hard knocks in this, uh, Steelers lions preseason game where in which the lions are down 19 to three with like three minutes left in the fourth quarter and the music like really, you know, it really builds up Blau's final drive and he throws an amazing pass. He really like shuffle past it perfectly leads uh, the receiver touchdown. They score. They get the onside kick with like 30 seconds left, which is kind of dumb anyway to just let it go already. 1910, you're still not going to catch up. And then I think Blau got hurt. Brian, were you watching that? I think like he, he basically said he like he had like two plays misfires. You know, he wanted to end on the touchdown and even more yeah. so because at the end of the game, he's like, oh, but something's with my knee. I definitely felt it there. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yeah, I, it's funny because I didn't. Look, I wanted to look that up just to see how yeah. significant that was. I mean, I know he, they, I know they released him. I, I'm assuming they're going to bring at some point once they have their moves. You know, make a few additional moves. I'm assuming they're they they're signed have Nate to bring, Sudfeld. Not Sudfeld's their backup okay. now. Yeah, oh, okay. apparently. Yeah, that's so, so that's weird, it. right? So, Isn't that weird? Like how you just. You randomly yeah, build, bring weird. in another guy that's that randomly bring in another guy that sucks, like who hasn't been with yeah, the team. Yeah, he had nothing like, to do with anything. Right. Right. Like um, Nate, if, yeah. if you're starting Nate Sudfeld, like you're screwed anyway. You're probably better off with right. the guy who's played with this team for, for years. It's sure. Just, yeah. Those are your very... Thanksgiving guys, Boyle and, and Blau. <laughs> right? What are you going to do? 
I, know. Um, I, you know, I don't want to plug your ears if you, uh, you know, you're waiting a week to watch next week's hard knocks to see who was cut. But the night, the Nigerian lineman, easy, right? He was cut. Um, he had played like football for five years. I'm trying to think like, you know, you kind of have to get lucky. Like they focus on seven, six, seven players, you know, you know, Goff's not getting cut. Right. Um, you know, Hutchinson's not getting cut. Although I joked about it on Twitter and people freaking out. Um, the juggler's gone, right? Pimpleton. Um, you just have to figure out, like, if you get, if you focus on six players that potentially could get cut, what happens if none of them get cut? Then it's like a, a wasted season, right? But they did get lucky with uh, the Nigerian lineman, the juggler, and now this Blau, Tim Boyle thing. And those, those are enough uh, good stories, I think. Yeah, I wonder, um, do you wonder, I wonder how many they film of certain guys and they kind of just get a feel, you know, that they well, just don't, they don't even air, that they don't air. But it's, it's not weird. like they could cut the I guess season it's true. ahead yeah. of time, right? Like the, if, if that were yeah, the case, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I could it's true. I mean, I guess it's true. I mean, I guess, you, yeah, you focus on, you know, six mm-hmm. to eight guys, yeah. six to eight guys and you just hope, yeah, like, you know, you're like hoping three of them get cut, which is Right, ter- it's so terrible. weird. It's weird. Uh <laughs> Paulie could Dak Prescott, the only quarterback on the Cowboys roster. They cut Cooper Rush, who we'll be discussing uh, at length later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it sounds weird that we would. And Will Greer. And uh, they release, release Ben DiNucci. Are you okay uh, with this uh, going into yeah, camp with one quarterback? I'm certainly okay with them releasing Ben DiNucci. Um, yeah. The fact that he was even taking up reps in camp from somebody is ridiculous. Uh I, I mean, obviously, one of these guys are coming back, I guess. Uh, probably Cooper Rush, right? Um, the way they're doing yeah. it. They'll, they'll uh, be I on the practice squad in uh, three I, days. I was a big fan of Will that. Greer yeah. coming out of West Virginia, yeah. but I guess mm-hmm. he just hasn't panned out. Um, I don't know. It just shows you the, the court, you know, Cowboys have placed a minimum value in their backup quarterbacks for the most part mm-hmm. uh, over the years. Uh, this is just another example. I mean, uh, the fact that nobody's even looking at any of those guys they cut, like Rush, right? Like the fact that they could pick them up just tells yeah. you that there's very little interest in them anyway. But give, you know, cut, uh, uh, Cooper Rush won us uh, a game last year against Minnesota, played very well. So right. I think he's got to be the guy. He's he's won some games. He's killed you uh, on on some bets. Uh, over yeah, here, you know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're right. San Francisco probably has it right, even though I kind of killed them for what they're doing yesterday uh, to the two quarterbacks. But man, in a nice little security league, blanket in mm-hmm. a quarterback league, it is amazing how, you know, some you rather keep an extra like special teams player than like maybe a, a, a good backup quarterback or something or bringing in a trying to cultivate a, a system where you have a good backup quarterback the way maybe the Ravens have done with Huntley right now. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but it does seem like this year, especially there's some quarterbacks uh, really getting cut. I mean, this is why you can let a Cooper rush go because here's who's on the way. And not that any of these guys are going to win you a Super Bowl, but Josh Rosen was cut. Kellen Mond was cut. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm looking at these backup quarterbacks. There, there was a few. All right. Carson strong. Who cares? Uh, Trace McSorley, Josh Johnson, Nathan Peterman, all the names, Davis Webb, as I mentioned, Peterman, all the ones that, <laughs> Peterman. He, Still he, around. Ian, uh, <laughs> oh, Ian, was Ian man. book really? Ian book's gone. Spaghetti's not here. He's gone. Oh man. Uh, some of these guys might've signed already by the time this list, but that, that's, you know, that's a handful of names that we're familiar with from year to year. Right. Um, Harry, you had one. Who, who's the notable one? I know Josh Gordon, yeah. Gordon was gone. OJ Howard's, I think, now uh, cut by the yeah. Bills meeting with the Bengals. We mentioned Leatherwood of the Raiders yesterday, Brian. Harry, what, what surprised you? 
I thought for the Texans, Marlon Mack, I mean, he signed a one-year deal in March. Uh, veteran uh, leader, I thought. Uh, he had some nice seasons with the Colts, and now they cut him. So now they're going to go with a rookie to be starting out of Florida, Damon Pierce. And the other running back they really got on that team is 32-year-old Rex Burkhead. I thought they would have kept him, yeah. you know, with Davis Mills being in the second year to have a little security with a uh, running back who knows what's going on here. But they're going to mm-hmm. go with the rookie, it looks like. Yeah, and it also, I mean, we said about the quarterbacks. I think these third-tier running backs are expendable, too. Philip Lindsay was cut. Sony Michelle. We, we, I mean, these are waiver-wire darlings, right? Uh, Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson for the Bills was cut. Yeah, so uh, quarterback, yeah, running back is it's a weird position right now in terms of signing contracts and and letting guys go. Uh, Jamichael Hasty from the 49ers gone. Yeah, lots of them. All right, so we'll maybe, keep maybe, maybe Zeke, maybe Zeke will that. get cut. Maybe Zeke will get cut. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's do it. Pollard, uh, we'll take Smart. it all. We're still going to win the division. I'm not worried. Uh, let's do receiving yards right now. Either tight ends or wide receivers will focus on. Harry, you got that, right? We're going to just, just tight ends and wide receivers. Oh, you can not do really tight ends. Oh, okay, right. I just want to make sure you can do tight ends. <laughs> just want to make sure. want to make sure. Yeah, make sure it's in the outline. Yeah, that's that's how you can tell. Right <laughs> you want to make sure. NFL <laughs> wide receivers, tight ends. Uh, so oh, because for receiving ago, yards, you know, we're talking receivers, and I said, I said, I brought up Kelsey, and you said wide receivers. So I just want to make sure. Well, let's see how much you love Kelsey because you definitely have a chance to pick him in some of these categories. So I imagine you will, um, <laughs> seeing as he's going to be the MVP. Um, so for receiving yards, uh, Justin Jefferson, everybody loves him, and Cooper Cup. Why not? Nine to one odds. They uh, lead the board there, and. Uh, Jamar Chase at 12 to one to have the most receiving yards. Now, what I'll say about this is there's a lot of big names in there that mid range, big odds guys who have a shot. If you believe that cup can't duplicate that insane year, he just put up and that Devontae Adams is going to regress a little without Rogers, because those two, if you look at last year's stats, heads and shoulders above the rest. But again, if you, uh, those two things that I, I brought up, if you believe in that, then you have a shot at some mid-range guys like Stefan Diggs, 14 to one odds. I like him eighth in receiving last year at 1225 plays in one of the more explosive offenses. I mean, what they scored 90, the bills against the Patriots in the playoffs. Um, the thing, weird thing with Diggs is 1535 yards two years ago. That would have put him right in the running last year. Right. Mm-hmm. If uh, not for cup, he had more touchdowns last year, but I don't know. You look for a happy medium between 20 and 21 and I'll, between about 1,400 yards. He's right there in the mix. He's got a new contract. I think this team is ready to thump uh, the rest of the AFC foes there, and Diggs is a big part of this thumping. 14-1 is nice odds for this guy have the most receiving yards. Uh, Parley, kid, you're going to go with Cup right there at the top. You can't lose with him if he gets uh, doesn't get injured. You're going to put up a lot of yards per game. Well, exactly. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, and for, basically, you could say that about every guy on the list, right? That they well, they but you stay got healthy, Stafford's got to stay healthy too, right? Obviously, when that's I that's a good Josh point. Allen the quarterback result, here yeah. uh, for all these guys has to stay healthy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always a, a big question mark. But Cup, coming off such a dominant year uh, at nine to one uh, in a year, nineteen hundred forty-seven yards, one hundred forty-five receptions, one hundred ninety-one targets. He's a great route runner. You can't really, it's very hard to double him. Uh, he's got help mm-hmm. now with Ro- more help with Robinson here. He had 10, 100 yard games last season. That doesn't include uh, the playoffs when you have to figure their game plan was to stop cup. And his last three games, he went for mm-hmm. 183, 142 and 92 in the Super Bowl. Um, 
virtually unstoppable in the prime of his career. Uh, I, you know, he's, he can go deep. He, he catches the real short ones, the intermediate ones and the deep ones. He does a little bit of everything as a receiver. Uh, You know, I don't, he's a machine. This guy is a receiving machine. He's he's as reliable as they come, really drops the ball. Him and Stafford had, that was their first year playing together. What a, what, what a connection they had. I think it stays the same this year. And even if his numbers decline a little bit, he could still win this because he was 300 yards more than anybody else last year. Oh, he went nuts. I mean, you look at him and Jonathan Taylor. Like if you just want to take both of them to run it back, what do you get? Jonathan Taylor, seven to one. Brian, we were talking about cup nine to one. It's likely that at least one will repeat, Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, Taylor Taylor is a little, is a little lower, right? He was what? Plus four fifty. Yards. Oh, 450 for yard. Right. Yeah. Touchdowns with seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Although, although uh, cup, uh, cup for most receptions is plus 500. I mean, is anybody getting close to him? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah they're going to feed him. I, I guess the key is to find who is, who's partly kid, the new, not, not who's the new Cooper. Of course, that's the key, but who is um first year with their quarterback that jumps out of no, I mean, well, I mean, let's face it. Cooper cup. He didn't play a full year in 20. 20, but he had three touchdowns, right? So he went from three to 16. We can't make it like, oh my God, he's been great for five or six years. So you got to find that. He's a terrific player. I'm not taking anything away from what he did, but who else, who else is like that? It's not, this is not the case for Justin Jefferson. Harry, you like Jefferson, although he's with the new head coach who did well with Cooper Cup. I think O'Connell, that's, that's the thinking behind Justin Jefferson, a nine to one, right? Yeah, I think Jefferson, this is the year. He takes over where Cooper Cup left off last year. Jefferson, tremendous. Two years in the league with Minnesota. 200 receptions, 3,000 yards. And in his last season at LSU, he had over 1,500 yards with 111 receptions. Kevin O'Connell, you just mentioned, Sal, did great things in L.A. <laughs> anything in high school? Was he good in high school? Or uh, just, no, 111 receptions. Yeah. He's a machine. 111 receptions <laughs> in college is insane. Kevin O'Connell did great things in L.A., as the Rams OC right. and this Vikings team with him adding cousins plus Jefferson is the perfect mm. equation for massive oh. yards as this team's uh, loaded on offense and they're going to show it. Justin Jefferson, nine to one yeah. has that bust out monster season. Not that the season last year wasn't huge, but huge here. Mm. Like Cooper cup, like last year Vikings I, again, will lead the <laughs> NFC in points. When you say again, you mean just like I said last year and the year before and the year before. That's what you mean by again. Right. Again, I, again, uh, this man. is what I think. I, is there any team? <laughs> is there any Sometimes team that's going to be fruition. harder against the Minnesota? Really? I mean, what's that? This is gonna, say again, Paul, Is again? there any team we're going to be rooting harder against than Minnesota? I know I mean, this it's is, tough. This is the love. And, uh, By the way, Darren, you mentioned you beat Darren. You mentioned is going to be killing you this year. Oh, Harry. that guy, oh, oh, Dombrowski, Dombrowski. I do want to, <laughs> I do want to talk about that. Yeah, that's crazy. But that was about what was that? Uh, what was he talking? Oh, that was the Jalen Hurst. Oh, we'll get to that. There's so many uh, inconsistencies here. Uh, but all right, uh, Bri, you like uh, Jamar Chase? Hard to argue with any of these guys. I mean, this, this is just you have fun. Take take a couple of them, right? But uh, ten to one. Jamar Chase. Yeah, I was trying to find a long shot too. I mean, maybe maybe some of those guys, I don't know, maybe like a DJ Moore or somebody, I don't know, could mm. have a huge year. But yeah, Chase, I mean, Chase, look, he had one of the all-time best rookie seasons ever, right, for any type of skill position. Um, and he was awesome in the playoffs as well. So, like, when you look at him, his numbers last year were comparable. 
I mean, they were better touchdown mm-hmm. wise, but very comparable to Jefferson in his rookie year, right? It's it's amazing that those two were teammates uh, with Burrow. Right. But then you saw Jeff Jefferson in his second year, right? Forty more targets, twenty more receptions. I think you're going to see something comparable with with Burrow and Chase this year. So I don't think like a, to me, 110 catches, 1750 yards is not out of the question for a guy like Chase, who's just uh, just a phenomenal receiver. So I like 10 to one. Uh, I, I think 10 to one for him is pretty good, but yeah, you can't argue with, with any of these guys for sure. Yeah, boy, we're not doing receptions, but what's cups odds you say, Brian? Five, for, five uh, to one, five to one. So he had 145 last year. Right. Um, and the next highest is Devonte Adams at 123. You got to figure he's not going to have that come down. in yeah. that Raiders offense. So, yep. okay. And then, so the next highest is uh, Jefferson 108. Man, you are you're about thirty percent higher than the next highest. I know, I'm getting crazy. five to one odds. So, yeah, that's pretty um, good. Injuries aside, that's a good that's a good bet. All right, let's do uh, receiving touchdowns. Mike Evans and Cooper Cup at seven to one. Uh, yeah, this one's a little bit different than yards. Kelsey, Chase, Jefferson, and Adams at nine to one. Um, I am going with uh, T Higgins. I'm taking a long shot here. He only had six last year. He had two in the Super Bowl, which is kind of important. But four of his last six regular season games, he had 400-yard games. He had 96 or more in three of the four playoff games. I mentioned the yards because I kind of think, in a way, touchdowns are a little bit lucky, right? You get the yards, you're going to break a tackle here or there, uh, you know, unless it's a Devontae Adams kind of thing where you're as good as a running back down by the goal line, um, but he's no longer with the Packers. Um you know, Kelsey, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen didn't have 10 last year, but Hunter Henry had nine. So there is some luck in there. Uh, like I mentioned, Cup went from three to 16. I think T. Higgins is the one that explodes. He takes Jamar Chase's touchdowns away from him. Sorry, brother Bry. I'm liking Higgins at 20 to one. Um, Harry, uh, you're going to go Kelsey here, right? Because you have him to win MVP <laughs> and his odds are right there at nine to one, right? You have to. You have to take it, Travis Kelsey. How's he going to win the MVP without getting the most touchdowns? I considered it, you know, and I think Kelsey could still win the MVP if he gets like 15. But I told Brian last night, I'm working <laughs> on my I'm working on my gritty dance. I'm working on my gritty dance because I'm taking Justin Jefferson again at nine to one. Um, he has 17 touchdowns wow. in two seasons with the Vikings. He's going to get 17 alone this year. Now, Cup had 16 last year under O'Connell and with Stafford, and he's going to get 17 this year. So when we're together, I'm going to when he gets when he scores touchdowns, I'm going to work on my gritty dance too. Every time he scores, I'm around you, Sal. I'm going to do the dance because he is going to go for 17 at nine to one most touchdowns. Sky's the limit for JJ and O'Connell and Cousins, and it's going to be a a, just a scoreboard bonanza for the Vikings. Like I said, and JJ at nine to one. All right, now I don't know what to root for. I do want to see this dance. Who's like, but I, don't know who's that like I, want to I said? He said, like times. I said, and JJ. <laughs> who's like I said? Is that a player? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd see him on the board. Yeah, he's at 45 <laughs> to 1, like I said. Like I said, it's just ahead of just saying at 59 to 1. All right. Uh, Barley Kid, Mike Williams. Yes, he's uh, forgotten it. I mean, that, that goes in line with what I'm saying about these number two receivers that could really step up uh, if, if touchdowns are as lucky as I say they are, right? Yeah, well, is he really the number two receiver here uh, with the Chargers now? I think he might be uh, surpassing Keenan Allen as Mm. their number one. I mean, Allen is really just a possession receiver 
at this point of his career at not getting, you know, he's still great, but uh, you know, Harry and I talk about Mike Williams all the time on the side, right? Harry, like we're always saying like this guy, uh, you know, under is Harry doing maybe? a dance when you're talking about it? Or <laughs> there's no dancing. <laughs> he's got to make up. It, 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 it's similar to what I'm doing with Higgins, but he's got to make up 30 receptions on uh, Keenan well, Allen. Yeah, but well, you know what? Yeah. Here's the thing: twice last year he had nine touchdowns. Uh, 2018 he had 10 touchdowns. Faltered in between there. But you just always get the impression that this guy could be scoring like a touchdown a game. He's big. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He's a go-up-and-get-it type of guy near the end zone. Uh, if you think this, the Chargers are going to have a big year, he's going to have a big year. Uh, his targets last year, and this is to me the biggest thing, were 40 more than any other previous year in his career. Mm. Uh, so Herbert, he had 129 targets last year. Ter- Herbert really likes to throw to him. Uh, he could really be, this could be his breakout year. And at 30 to one, I think you might be able to get him even better than that. Like uh, 35 or 40 to one uh, mm-hmm. in some places. But I think it's worth the flyer on this guy because he is Not bad. to me yeah. ready for a breakout. He's ready for a breakout season. He's due for one. Yeah. All right, brother Brian, I like what you're thinking here. Uh, Number uh, number one receiver for sure for the Cowboys. Yeah, I was looking at Lamb at twenty to one. Look, this is uh, you know I, I feel like there's more value in the receiving touchdowns than there are in receiving yards, and um, mm-hmm. I know this is similar to what you did with uh, Higgins here because he only had six right and CD right. Lamb's similar. But I'll be honest, CD Lamb because he was the guy I wanted the Raiders to draft uh, two years ago, but you know he hasn't he hasn't been as good as expected. I mean, I think part of that has to do with Part of that had to do with the offense in the last couple of years. But letting Amari go means the Cowboys are definitely more comfortable, right, with Lamb becoming the guy, and he should see a much bigger workload, right? So I think this is a year, you know, he's – I think he has a – I expect a monster year, I think, from him this year. So, like, yeah. double-digit du- double touchdowns makes sense to me. I could definitely see a breakout. I wouldn't be shocked if he had 13 or 15 touchdowns. That's not out of the question for him. I, I know, again, the touchdowns have been low the first two years, but that's definitely not out of the question for him. Um, but yeah, I like kind of everybody's pick. I, I think Williams at 30 to 1 too. That's, well, that, that's yeah, not bad I, for a guy should get here 10 to 12. I have him in my miscellaneous uh, wide receiver oh, prop nice. section. So as long as you're saying C.D. Lamb, yeah, 10 or more touchdowns gets you plus 210. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I would take unders on all these guys. I reiterate what I said yesterday <laughs> about the running backs. Take, uh, in general, to take everybody's unders in total yards and touchdowns. And I promise, promise, promise you will win. But C.D. Lamb, here's a positive one because I want to stay positive here. Ten or more touchdowns plus 210. Uh, why not, Parley? Kid Cooper out of the way. Like Bryce says, he had six and 21. He had five and 20, but everything's going up. Um receptions he had five more he had 170 more yards he's their go-to guy and i don't know darren could you see him with eight touchdowns in five games everyone going nuts about cd lamb and then he disappears no he keeps it going uh i just think he has to be the man until Gallup returns and i think he's gonna be targeted close to 10 times a game i mean what do you got jalen tolbert and noah brown like it's gonna be cd lamb when the chips are down right Sal, I mean, Lamb over seven and a half touchdown uh, catches this year is uh, ridiculously low. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's been the argument for Cowboys fans, and I've been saying this for years, it's a philosophy of their offense, um, mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, you're going to, you could double Lamb, and we're just going to throw to everybody else. Right. right. So, so Lamb would have games with like two catches, and that's, I don't like this philosophy that the Cowboys have had. I think they're changing it this year. Whereas, you know, you can't tell me that teams weren't doing that against Devontae Adams too, but you find them a, find a way to get him the ball. I think the Cowboys mm -hmm. do that with Lamb this year is that they're going to, you know, they're going to move him around. They're going to put him outside. They're going to put him in the slot. They're going to move him all around the offense and find ways, maybe some rub routes and those type of things to get him the ball. You have to, you, there's no other choice. I think Lamb on everything over uh, right. is the way to go. Even though, you know, we talk about hitting the unders, Lamb is destined to probably go over this year just because uh, the Cowboys are going to throw the ball. And Lamb right now is, you know, easily their, their biggest weapon. Yeah, we're going over on all these miscellaneous props, even though I advise against it. Uh, Harry, go ahead. Devontae Smith, you, I know you don't believe in Jalen Hurts, but um, you like J Devontae Smith over the yards and like Javen, Jalen Hurts over touchdowns. I'm not sure where you are on the Eagles anymore, but go ahead. Yeah, I do like Smith over 875 and a half yards at minus 112. Ex-Heisman Trophy winner. Special talent in his rookie season. He led Philly in receptions, targets, yards, touchdowns. Had 916 yards last year and averaged over 14 yards a grab. Uh, more than two-thirds of his grabs were for first downs. At A.J. Brown for the first time in ages, Philly has a tremendous one-two combo at receiver, and it's led by Smith. I think he goes well, like I, like I said, rookie season, over 900. First Philly rece wide receiver to go over 900 in like seven years. So Devontae Smith to go over 875 with 916 last year, that's a W. All right, Brother Bry, Kyle Pitts, I think I think he had one touchdown last year, right? I mean, he I did. had him. I, I bid, I think I bid like $36 on him in a fantasy league. And worse than that, I think it was like one in 20 red zone targets or something. So, but you like him over four and a half touchdowns. Yeah, with, I like uh, over Mariota. four and a half. Yeah, like you said, one touchdown last season, but he still had a pretty for a rookie tight end. I mean, he had over a thousand yards um yeah. last year. You know, he looked great so far in the preseason, but I expect a breakout season in terms of touchdowns, right? He's 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 their number one guy on offense, right? When you look at their mm -hmm. offense, they need to look at like you said with red zone targets. They need to look for him more in the red zone. Although he could easily break a fifty yard touchdown too. That's how talented he is. I mean, this is a guy when he was at Florida had twelve touchdowns in just eight games, uh, mm -hmm. right? So I think I I definitely again wouldn't be shocked if this guy is you know I, I think he's going to get eight or nine touchdowns this season um, and go way over that four and a half. All right. Yeah, that was, I'm trying to think what it was probably. It had to be around four and a half last yeah, year. That's too, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. All right. Yeah. You like over uh, yep. Parley kid. I don't know about this. My God. I mean, Mooney over four and a half <laughs> from Sim from Simeon. How's this going to happen? <laughs> I love this pick. Sure. This pick goes out to uh, Bob Dabrowski, who trashed <laughs> Harry on Twitter yesterday. You can get into I'm that later. Darnell yeah. Mooney. Uh, Harry, do you know how many catches he had last year? Uh, I'm going to say 80. 81 catches, uh, over 1,000 yards. He had four TDs playing in a miserable offense. Those numbers. Thanks to I, Dalton. I, I, well, a lot of that towards the end of the year was from Dalton. Correct. His last four games, he had 29 catches. Tons of targets. Hmm. 
was really one of the best receivers in football uh, in the last quarter of the season. Uh, people, because they're just thinking the Bears are going to be so terrible this year. But I'm convinced that Fields is going to have a pretty good year. Hmm. Mooney is his number one. Mooney's the number one receiver. I mean, these stats <laughs> kind of make oh, him look at the rest of the receiver. <laughs> and he had four touchdowns last year. He's not going to go over four and a half. He might be over this by week five this year. I'm not kidding. I think they cut, they cut, they cut him. Parlay kid, I'm sorry to say, I'm just looking at him now. The Bears cut him. <laughs> they sell weed sodas in Long kid Island. Is good. This kid is legit. He put up uh, numbers in an offense that was really bad. Uh, playing in a, a, a you know a, in a cold weather city, he was really good at the end of the year. 29 catches in his last four games. Fields is going to yeah. feed this kid. He is a number <laughs> one receiver. He really is. I'm not going to argue with that. He is their number one receiver. You got Byron Pringle. You got Villas Jones, the the what was it, like a 30 year old rookie in Tennessee. Equinemius. Well, like uh, we just Brown. said with CD. Yeah. I mean, Mooney's numbers are basically CD's numbers from last year, right? Right. I mean, all right. I just don't think the Bears. I, I have the Bears under saying, four and a half just touchdowns. <laughs> Certainly are. So Certainly are. All right. Those are our uh, receiver. Let, let's look at uh, uh, the rookies, though. Rookie leaders in receiving yards. This is a fun one too. You got Pickens for the Steelers, Burks for the uh, Titans, and London, who I think is starting off hurt, right? A little banged up. Or, a little banged up they, yeah. They'd say he might be playing uh, for Atlanta at six to one, and Chris Olave at seven fifty. I'm taking Olave. I love this guy. I took him in a supplemental fantasy draft yesterday. He was the third wide receiver off the board, surrounded by Michael Thomas. Uh, someday, maybe he'll play Jarvis Landry. I just think, speaking of Michael Thomas, I just think this, these Ohio State receivers have a certain um, like maturity to them with Michael Thomas and Terry McLaurin. They don't need Curtis Samuel, even believe it or not. Decent first years. They don't take forever to get going. And you have a quarterback that's not afraid to sling it. Jameis over 5,100 yards a couple of years ago. Already, these two have good chemistry in practice. Um, they, you know, showing bombs and, you know, do what you will with preseason tape. But uh, he is not um, no reason to gives me no reason to think that uh, he can't come through at plus 750. And I think is going to be a highish powered offense with a lot of targets spread out. Chris Olave plus 750. Bry, I like this one because you got the best quarterback with receivers who are decent. And but one of them is going to be very, very good with Patrick Mahomes. Right. Sky That's Moore, the thing. So Sky Moore at 11 to one. You know, the rookie the rookie draft class for the receivers was deep this year. But I don't we're not going to see uh-huh. monster. We're, I don't think we're going to see monster numbers. Right. But like we saw last year and the year before with Jefferson and Chase, you know, London may be the guy who's more of a number one. Uh, but with their QB situation, right. plus you said he's a little bit banged up. But, yeah, I, I like more at 11 to one. He's going to be he's going to be good with Mahomes now. It is it's either going to be this year or next year. Maybe it takes a little bit more time, but supposedly uh, supposedly they're playing really well together. Mahomes trusts more already. He'll stretch the field right in terms of, you know, missing Hill. Uh, he'll, he'll, Mahomes will be able to go for him down the field. So I do think the winner this year is a little closer to like a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. And that's not like you said. I mean, Kelsey's obviously going to put up his numbers. And then everybody else is kind of a crapshoot. I mean, look, everybody, they could have four guys get like 600 yards possibly, but somebody's going to have to step up and get closer to a thousand yards. So, well, I uh, feel bad for this guy more pick. Why not? Because, because Kelsey, as Harry says, could get 15 touchdowns and win the MVP. 
even though the guy who had 16 touchdowns receiving last year didn't get one vote. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for Sky Moore and uh, uh, this pick here. But all right. Uh, you know, Parley Kid, you have the same um, reasoning probably with um, with Dobbs, right? Uh, 14 to one for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, uh, you know, Dobbs has had a really good preseason, Sal. Um, at one time, uh, we heard a lot of high praise coming from Aaron Rodgers about Dobbs, about his route running, et cetera. Uh, the last week or so, um, Rodgers' uh, tone has changed a bit uh, about Dobbs, uh, maybe some uh, more than uh, typical drops in practice, maybe a little mm-hmm. lack of mental focus, but uh, kind of the same talk we heard last year with Chase, right, uh, late in camp about the drops, et cetera. Um, so, uh, you know, these guys have been catching balls their whole uh, lives. Um, Dobbs, I used to watch him at Nevada, uh, was dominant receiver there. 6'2", 205 pounds, big receiver. Uh, I don't see any I, – I, this guy's going to crack their lineup. He's going to get a shot. And um, he, could thri- he could thrive here. I just think, you know, being that Rodgers doesn't have, like, a main go-to guy – They'll be looking for one, and uh, maybe by games uh, three or four, Dobbs could be the guy, and he's averaging, you know, 70, 80 yards per game down the back stretch, and he gets over a thousand yards. And at fourteen to one, uh, I'll roll the dice on this. We know how this these rookie receivers thing goes. It's they've been yeah. getting better and better coming out of college the last few years, but typically there could be some struggles early on. We're going to go over uh, the awards next week. Uh, Offensive rookie of the year. I think we did it a couple months ago, right? Probably right after the draft. We made our, our, you know, unofficial picks for offensive rookie of the year. I had mentioned then I'm probably going to have money on uh, Alave for sure, but I had mentioned then probably a smart bet is to take the Packers rookie wide receiver and the chiefs rookie rookie wide receiver and just load up on those guys. At the time I was looking at Christian Watson um, although he is now, it uh, looks like taking a back seat to Dobbs there. You could still get Watson at 16 to one for uh offensive rookie of the year. We'll, we'll look into that as, as that goes along. Dobbs is 14 to one and sky Moore is 12 to one. So big numbers out there for everybody. All right. That's our receiving, um, breakdown right there. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not it. All right, Harry, go ahead. Hit us with <laughs> a, uh, a rookie Alec Pierce. <clears throat> Yeah, I actually like parlay kids are a lot more than that Bears selection. No doubt about it. But listen, I'm going to take Alec Pierce Colts 20 <laughs> to one. Matt Ryan doesn't exactly have a lot of household names to throw to after Michael Pittman um, on the team. The Colts second lead receiver last year, Zach Pascal's in Philly. So I'm going to go with Alec Pierce. Uh, Pierce led the Cincinnati Bearcats in receptions and yards last year. Averaged 17 yards to catch a tremendous athlete. Six, four. And ran the four uh, forty and four and a four four time at the combine should get plenty of action, plenty of touches for a rookie at twenty to one. I think that's pretty good value. All right, there you go. No argument. I love all these numbers, I really do. But when it comes to yards and touchdowns, go under, go under all over the place. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to cover the college football action for Thursday. All right, some good games Thursday. Probably listening to this on a Wednesday, but we don't record tomorrow until nighttime. So uh, here we go. Pitt, West Virginia. That's a seven and a half point spread. Please, please. Spaghetti, really, if there's one result this weekend we're rooting for, even more than Notre Dame, because you know they're probably going to lose. We need Pitt to go down to West Virginia, right? So Damashek could shut up. No, he's not going to shut up. Who are we kidding, right? 
Yeah, that that game, uh, you know, I guess Dave's pretty fired up. They get the transfer quarterback. He's rooting for Pitt. He also roots for Indiana, too, when it's convenient. So it just depends on really who's winning. Uh, you know, he yeah. makes sure he has an ACC team, make sure he has a Big Ten team. So just flip-flops <laughs> between conferences. All right. Yeah, let's uh, let's let the Panthers go down so we don't have to <laughs> discuss that. At like, oh, man, I'll be on with him tomorrow talking about, I don't know, out of an hour, maybe we can keep to 47 minutes of Pitt Panther talk tomorrow, but look forward to that. <laughs> Penn State's a three and a half point favorite at Purdue, Tennessee expected to crush Ball State. Johnny Knoxville is already on that one. Minnesota expected to roll over New Mexico State. Both those spreads around 35, 36. But the one I want to talk about is Oklahoma State, Central Michigan. And I don't know if you read my book, you know that this is uh, without question and without any knowledge of what's <laughs> going to happen in my life, from here till the end, this is my worst beat of all time. I mean, it just, it will not be beat. Uh, 2016, I have it now. To be fair, I had it on a money line parlay. Um, and the rest of the parlay won. But Oklahoma State was like minus 1,700. Um, they're up 14 nothing early. My quarterback is Mason Rudolph. The Central Michigan quarterback is Cooper Rush. Uh, and then they lose the lead. And then they go up again. And Cooper Rush throws an interception with like two minutes, 20 seconds left or something like that. Um, they kneel, they kneel, they kneel, they get it down to, it wasn't 220, it had to be less, but because they're up four, Oklahoma State is, with four seconds left and the ball. Fourth down, up four, <laughs> four seconds left, 35-yard line. Um, Rudolph goes back, to he could take the snap, take three steps back, look around, take a knee, you know, time expires and that's it. But what he does instead, he drops back, throws a Hail Mary into the sidelines and game over. Now they never call that. They never call grounding. And especially when all I do is win by DJ Coward starts playing and the cannon goes off and everyone <laughs> is considering this a win. At 4 and 13, he throws it into the crowd. It's over. Referees get together. They decide to call grounding. It's a 15-yard penalty. Somehow, Central Michigan has the ball at midfield from the 49-yard line with no time, an untimed down. Like, all right, never seen this before, but it's still a Hail Mary with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Cooper Rush does his thing, drops back, can't reach the end zone, can't reach the end zone, hits, hits a receiver on a Hail Mary pass at the nine-yard line. That receiver has a wherewithal to lateral it. Central Michigan scores. Wins that game <laughs> later on. Everybody, the committee, the conference, it says we made the wrong call on that. Should not have been uh, grounding, and that's that. Paulie kid, does it get worse than that? Fourth and four, fourth and thirteen, up four with four seconds left in the ball. No, that story never gets old, Sal. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> it. Never gets better either. It never gets. And I, I, it never it's, ends good. No, it gets, every time it I gets hear better it, when you hear it, though. Yeah, every <laughs> I time it I hear it, for everybody I'm like, else. It, I it's it seems impossible. Like it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even seem like uh, you know. Flash forward to uh, now, being that the uh, they came out and said that uh, there was a mistake made. Do you think you at least would have gotten a, just that game wiped away nowadays? With that back then, you didn't really see that happen. But I they had if, the rings made up. We talked about this yesterday. They had the rings made up, and um, I don't know what the hell were they ten and two or something uh, or. Uh, I don't know what they, whatever they were, they counted it as a win in the ring, right? Instead of having three losses, they had two or whatever it was. Uh, everyone's oh, wow. counted as a win, except my 
my bookie there who <laughs> I put the, the bet in. Exactly. That, that's, yeah. that's as bad. Good right, Lord. It's the worst one I've ever heard out of like, yeah. thousands and thousands of bad beats. That's but it's James Washington was on that close. team. That's yeah, why yeah, you pop. should like Miles Garrett, though, right? For hitting Rudolph. After <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I man, guess so. On. You're right. For taking that swing it. at uh, at Rudolph. Um, all right. But anyway, Paula Kid, you've looked into this game. I imagine I have not, but I have to take Oklahoma State. It's the first time they've met, met up since that 2016 game. I'm taking them minus 22 and a half. And Brother Brian knows I stay away from Oklahoma State as much mm-hmm. as I can. Uh, I'm taking them. You're, you're taking them as well. Yeah, I am, Sal. You know, when we talked, uh, we did our over-unders, I told you I was really uh, very high on yeah. Oklahoma State this year. I think their quarterback uh, takes, uh, you know, he's been a three-year starter. This is his fourth year as a starter, and he's kind of been the same type of quarterback for the last three years. Solid, but not great. I think he takes that next step, making Oklahoma State an even better team. Their defense was uh, one of the top in the country last year. Even though they're losing uh, – some of the uh, some players off that defense. I still think their defense is going to be super stout. Uh, mm-hmm. Central Michigan is a uh, kind of a run first team. They have a really good running back back. I think Oklahoma State stuffs. They'll just be too good up front for like a Central Michigan stuff the mm-hmm. running game, make them throw. It's not going to go uh, so well for Central Michigan. Oklahoma State pulls away late in this game. I think they get off to a little bit of a slow start. <laughs> pull away. And I, I think this number is a little high, but I, I think they win, uh, you know, uh, you know, 41, 13, yeah, 14 right or something like that in this game. You know, I'm, uh, I'm with you too. I look, nobody gives a shit about that 2016 game in this game, except Mike Gundy. Right. So if uh, he, yep. he's got to want to hand it, right. He's got to want to win this one forty one three if he can. Oh yeah. Uh, 22 and a half to start off. Fair warning. Right. Fair warning though. Central Michigan. I mean, Oklahoma State should be good. Spencer Sanders is like 35 years old. Yeah. Uh, Central Michigan <laughs> was good last year. And their yeah, quarter- the quarterback's back and their running back was really good. Who's back? I mean, I, I'm right. sure they're missing some other pieces, but they, they were pretty solid last year. Brian, we just said 41-14. What do you need to know? <laughs> we gave you the final score. None of this stuff matters. I'm All just, right, Brian, I'm just, ahead, I, just want, I just want you to be prepared, Sal. For Are another you just sc- saying? Another oh, screw prepared. job. Just, pre- just Are preparing you. Oh, if there's one thing I'm going to be is prepared <laughs> for this loss. Uh, that's prepared me for a lot of things in life, honestly, not just sports uh, betting failures. But all right, Pitt, West Virginia, that's a big game tonight, Brian. Yeah. You uh, like to see. I'm going to go over. Under, under. Uh, oh, you I'm are? Gonna, oh, over, yeah, yeah, right. no, yeah. I'm going over. Yeah, I, I, I had it over 50 and a half. It just jumped up to mm-hmm. 51 and a half. I did really want, I wanted to take Purdue tonight, getting the points, but I'm chickening out there, I'm chickening out here. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about Pitt, this, their offense was – I know they had Pickett last year, obviously, in the receiver who went to USC, but their offense is pretty dynamic. They came out of the gate scoring over 40 a game in the first five games last year, including a game against Tennessee. Um, you know, Slovis will be a good replacement for Pickett, uh, so they may mm-hmm. not miss a ton, uh, I, although I know Slovis said fuck West Virginia, so – uh, he must he must be confident, but that's some bulletin board material there for West Virginia. Wow. But uh, on the other side, West Virginia is JT Daniels, right? So two former yep. uh, two former USC guys kind of battling it out here. So I could see it turning into a nice little shootout between these uh, two quarterbacks, even though West Virginia's defense actually for the Big 12 was pretty solid last year. But I, I do think this is going to be more of an offensive game to start the season. So I think 51 and a half is pretty low here. All right. And Harry, you have uh, 
You uh, so I mean, like I mentioned, there's two like 36 point spreads there. Tennessee, you're taking one favorite teased down and one underdog teased up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, I I don't love this Thursday card, so let's try a seven point teaser. First, I'm going to take Tennessee down to minus 28 and a half against Ball State. Ball State, very inexperienced at quarterback. Tons of freshmen on that roster. Uh, don't have the quarterback from last year. And like I've stated before, Tennessee's got tons of speed. Might be the fastest team in the SEC. Quarterback Hendon Hooker, ready to roll this season. 34 touchdowns last year. I think he gets at least three through the air on Thursday night. So Tennessee rolls Ball State at minus 28 and a half. And against Minnesota, I'm going to take, you mentioned Minnesota earlier, Sal. I'm going to take the team they're playing, New Mexico State, up to plus 43 and a half. Now, I did say that <laughs> last week against New Mexico State, which I nailed, by the way, the new, by the way, the Nevada, New Mexico State game, my analysis, I nailed it dead on last week. So I, and I said that Nevada wouldn't be able to pass the ball. New Mexico State held Nevada to 78 yards passing. Now, they did, they did look awful on offense, but the Gophers, have won by more than 28 points in their season opener just once since 2007. I think the Aggies run the ball, keep it within that jumbo number of 43, and I and they get the cover. So 43 and a half with New Mexico State and Tennessee laying the 28 and a half. Yikes. All right. I mean, I love the teasers, but those are crazy numbers. Crazy numbers. Harry's definitely the only person doing that, right? Is he the only yeah, person... In the, in the country, country yeah. teasing up. a teaser with the well, with no, those I mean, large every two podcast, teams. he's the only person doing <laughs> something, right? In fact, I worry about this. We we talked about this a little bit, but uh, you now have a new Twitter war with this guy Bob, um, and he he actually poses an interesting question. He says, "Harry, higher football season total: Justin Fields passing yards or number of times you accidentally shit your pants?" I mean, so I don't need you know. There's a shit <laughs> scandal now. All of a sudden. And, you know, we're, we might be signing a deal here or there, but Harry, now <laughs> the fact that you're shitting your pants comes out, uh, this is not good did, timing for us. Did I it, did, not that I recall shitting my pants, but did Angie happen to put it on Facebook or something? Because I don't know. When did I shit my pants? When did I talk about shitting my pants? I don't know. Are you shitting your pants in the new Cadillac? <laughs> I don't know. Cadillac not, well, I will say this. I did look up a little bit of his stuff on Twitter. Because I was, you know, uh, he, he took a, he's just a, a bitter Bears fan. Who hasn't had a winner uh, uh. in ages? Hasn't had a good quarterback ever. He had one magical season in the eighties, and that was it. I mean, I looked up. I said, "What? What makes you think that? What? What makes you so excited about Justin Fields?" And then he sends something in response to like where he threw like an eight-yard touchdown pass that actually should have been picked off in that in, in that highlight. And then <laughs> he showed. Then then on, then after that, he's got Justin Fields who takes off running for a fifteen-yard uh, run. So congratulations. Uh, uh, what Bob, Bob, congratulations on those two highlights of uh, Justin Fields, because All right. it's going to be worse this year. In fairness well, to Bob, congratulations. Harry, did, yeah. Harry did once send us a a photo of his uh, underwear that he shit and he was trying to wash it yeah, in the sink. On, if you Harry. remember that. Well, maybe you didn't send it to us directly, but maybe uh, Von Von John might have sent that to us. I could say something about when I had COVID, but I guess I probably shouldn't. <laughs> no, let's leave it at that. This is nice. It was, been a nice. I had pleasant one night that was podcast. bad. One night was bad with COVID two weeks ago. One night was bad. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. What the I thought I farted, but you kid. know, uh, I just thought I thought I farted, and then just all right, other stuff. We gotta end out. this. We gotta end this. We gotta end it, Parlay kid. That was COVID. Right, sorry, so that's Bob Dombrowski. 
Cadillac. Uh, keep us updated. Unbelievable. Keep us updated on Harry's uh, bowel movements, and um, we'll move forward <laughs> with the season. Uh, that we did. We did it Thursday. Boy, we, so we did quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. We're going to do defense on Friday or Thursday night, and we're going to get into the uh, weekend. Wow. Spaghetti, you getting a little more excited here about this Notre Dame game? Uh, I just want them to not be embarrassed. And uh, I think uh, I think Ohio State's pretty close to Alabama in terms of talent and how dominant they could be. Um, but I do trust Notre Dame's defense to hopefully slow down. I just don't know if Notre Dame can score enough points uh, with the Give the, us the, a the good first half, death. at least. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's just a something to root for. Yeah. Tyler Buckner showing up in the horseshoe is tough without the, you know, Avery Davis not there anymore. I mean, I do trust in mayor. I trust in Tyree, but it's going to be tough to score. And uh, Ohio state could pretty much score a will. So it's going to be a real battle. Just, just keep it within the, the 17 and a half and I'll, I'll be happy. Do you believe that the coach, I find it hard to believe in this day and age that he just like yesterday found out the spread was 17 and a half, I guess maybe college. You could, get away with it more. But do you believe that? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. How did he I, not know? I think he referenced yeah. it back in May that there were going to be like almost a three-score spread. Oh, and really? He, oh, yeah, interesting. So I, think he got, I think Marcus got caught there. But, you know, I don't blame him. <laughs> he's going back to he's going back to where he played linebacker. So I'm sure he has a lot of uh, emotions going on right now. So he's 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 focused on prepping the team. It's a tough task. So if he doesn't know the, the spread, I'm, I'm going to give him a pass on that one. Right. All right. Now let's get a good game between Georgia, Oregon and Ohio State, Notre Dame. Let's get a good. Meanwhile, I just check to see what a money line parlay is. Minus 414. OK. All right. <laughs> Going far. We'll figure that out. Uh, all right. That'll do it. We'll be back Friday. That's it for another episode of Against All Odds for Spaghetti, for Meatballs, for Babyface, Soul, Joel Solomon, Soul, Soul Joel, and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na. No, 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 no.